You are listening to Beyond Smart Buildings by PropMoto, where we explore the eight principles that go into intelligent space. To listen to other episodes from this series, just search for PropMoto wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hi, everybody, and welcome. My name is Franco. I'm the editor of PropMoto, and this is my podcast about smart buildings. In this series, I've been looking at eight different principles that we need to have for a building to be able to call itself smart. Today, uh, we're going to be talking about the idea of integrity. With me is uh, my co-host, as always, Vincent Dermody. Hi, Vinny. Hi, Franco. Um, thanks again for following me down this rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah. So uh, t- today's episode is, is you know, an important but uh, often overlooked smart building principle, integrity. Yeah, right off the bat, I think it's it's important to clear up what we mean by the word integrity uh, in, in, with this purpose. Um, most people hear integrity to think of moral integrity, and that is certainly a component of what we mean. But since buildings are not people, we're talking more about the data integrity. Uh, that means writing the rules of how the data is collected, organized, and used. So that with, with so many property organizations nowadays being data-driven, integrity can not only mean the difference between success and failure, but can also dictate the very culture of the company and all the implications that that has. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's just so important to to everything, right? If you if you're not built, if uh, in, any of your kind of intelligence isn't built on this kind of uh, you know good foundation, it, it's it's likely not going to mean much, you know. And and as I learned, you know, data integrity is becoming more and more important as companies in the property industry start you know making sustainable commitments, right? Like now, both buildings and tenants are required to report on things like energy usage, you know, resource management, carbon footprint. Uh, you know, the business world has has kind of grappled with all of these, you know, corporate responsibility metrics, and you know they've you know lumped them into this term, ESG. So most of the conversation around ESG has been on sustainability and right, rightfully so, but the G, the governance, could also be the most important part of the equation, and none of that happens without data integrity. As we report the E, the E parts going forward more and more pressure will be brought to bear on how credible and how well-governed the sourcing of that data is. Obviously, there's there's more and more scrutiny on uh, you know how uh, the claims the companies are making and the claims the buildings are making. And so you know that, that kind of governance is, is so important to be able to accurately report all of these metrics. And you know, luckily enough, I was able to talk to someone for this episode who is who's building uh, the standards around which this governance works. I am Lisa Shanahan Stanley. I'm the CEO of Oscar International. We are a member-based organization focused on the development and supportive implementation for real estate data standards. Data standards are certainly not the first thing that come to mind when people think about corporate governance. But Lisa sees the two as going hand in hand. As much as a leadership team might be interested in corporate responsibility, None of their goals can be achieved without the ability to measure their progress. So if you look at corporate governance and how it's increasingly being scrutinized by um, a lot of exterior forces, certainly investors, but employees and other stakeholders as well, it's difficult to have a conversation about effective corporate governance without recognizing the importance of governing the data that drives corporate decisions at virtually every level of the organization. ESG is just the latest iteration of the idea of corporate responsibility. Oftentimes, these soft metrics can be overlooked by organizations. They usually don't directly impact a company's revenue, after all. 
but there's still plenty of reasons to take these commitments seriously. As we're looking at um, ESG requirements, it's, it's why do you care? So one is attracting investors. Um, one is certainly addressing risk. That's become front and center consideration for every organization out there, regardless of size. Um, compliance with uh, regulatory reporting. And then streamlining operations as well. So as, as you're working towards um, developing an ESG framework, it really is that. It is the bone that um, creates a platform, an initiative, an allocation of resources to help the organization move forward. Investors are looking at ESG metrics for a number of reasons. One is that more money than ever from large investment groups, pension and sovereign wealth funds, is earmarked for sustainable investments. But another important reason behind the push to back companies that take ESG seriously is because it signals that the company is taking a long-term approach to growth. And then when you get to the G of the governance, from an investment perspective, that really is the most important part of the ESG because the corporate governance is what provides the acknowledgement of the importance of environmental issues and social responsibility and also um, denotes where those priorities are going to be moving forward. One important piece of good data governance is the creation and adherence to data standards. Getting data to conform to a predetermined standard isn't just a good way for corporations to keep track of what they are able to achieve sustainability-wise. It can also help them make faster, better decisions, which came at a painful lesson for some over the last two years. Data governance requires that there be some standardization, if you will, of collection of data, of analysis of data, of the ability to... um, analyze the data in a way that empowers the organization to make better decisions. And increasingly, that need for speed for responsiveness, particularly as we've seen over the last 18 months with um, a health crisis that virtually overnight became an economic crisis, organizations have struggled, significantly struggled in many cases, in trying to get access to that information, being comfortable with um, the consistency and the accuracy of that information to help them assess risk and to move forward. And in some cases, frankly, from some of the people that I've talked to, um, that lack of access, that lack of uh, reliable information was crippling. Setting up a data governance policy is painful and therefore can often be overlooked as a priority for some companies. But making the effort to create a transparent, fair system to use data goes a long way for showing everyone in the organization what the leadership stands for. The corporate governance piece, I think, um, really involves a demonstration of change leadership skills. The tone at the top is what I like to call it at the top of the organization that says, we're making a commitment. And oftentimes people just look at it as a financial commitment, but it really is much bigger than that. And part of that responsibility of the change leaders is 
to help the very people that need to implement this change understand why they're doing it, why it's important, and just as importantly, why the individuals at the front line for implementation should care. So much technology has been created in the last few decades that can help organizations make better decisions. Few of them will make any difference, however, if an organization does not create a data architecture that can allow them to work. The advancement of some of the emerging technologies out there, artificial intelligence, machine learning, to a lesser degree, distributed digital ledgers or blockchain. That ability to empower decision-making is extraordinarily powerful if an organization makes that leap to start using the information and to plan for it because it takes an allocation of really three primary things. The resource allocation overall, the financial commitment to do it, the corporate support, and also the skill to match the will within the organization to ensure that the team members are able to carry out what the vision is. The push for more sustainable investments has forced corporations around the world to report on their ESG initiatives. It has also had a direct impact on the real estate world, as buildings are feeling the same pressure. And as you're looking at these smart buildings, um, particularly from an investment portfolio perspective, if you're looking at organizations that have invested in building these types of facilities or um, retrofitting as best they can, these types of facilities, you have to believe that that becomes a more attractive investment um, for investors out there than um, a building that could be 75 to 100 years old in an urban environment that has a lot of challenges as it relates to energy efficiency, clean air quality, um, and, and those types of things that are increasingly more important in getting more attention. Just because a company is struggling with their data governance doesn't mean they are not sophisticated operators. The complicated nature of building systems give rise to lots of potential pitfalls. They create a huge amount of data from a large array of building systems, all with their own data schema. A lot of organizations contract with service providers to collect information on various software platforms to um, analyze that information and bring it back to them. And in many, many cases, those platforms don't communicate with each other. Frankly, neither do the managers of those platforms communicate with each other. So it creates a significant challenge for the owner of the data to be able to pull it back in, normalize it, if you want to call it normalizing it, in a way that they can effectively use it. The famous adage is that if you can't measure it, you can't manage it. And the same is true for ESG commitments. The process of establishing a baseline and seeing how you're performing compared to that line is called benchmarking. This is particularly tricky for the real estate world, since even the biggest asset managers only control a tiny sliver of the entire building stock. Part of Lisa's role at Oscar, and the entire reason that the organization exists, is to help companies work with each other to get onto the same data standards and share information that can benefit everyone. From a, a data governance, data standards perspective, look at opportunities for collaboration. 
Oftentimes there are other organizations, other companies that are dealing with the very same challenges that you are. And that's where industry sponsored standards development and implementation really is valuable. It's very difficult to do effective benchmarking if you're not using an apples to apples comparison of the information that's submitted by the various companies that are doing so. If you don't have standardized terms and definitions, for instance, how is it that you come up with a reporting mechanism that really adequately informs decisions? Integrity is important for people and for companies. It defines the very reason for our existence and determines how we react to adversity. For companies, particularly those in the property industry, integrity of data is a cornerstone of how they operate, how successful they will be, and how they will be viewed by both their employees and investors. ESG is a great term, one that I am glad has caught on as well as it has. But grouping environmental, social, and governance initiatives into one broad category undermines the unique nature of each. A company's commitment to the environment and social good can come and go. Governance and data governance, on the other hand, become ingrained into the very fabric of the organization and can help steer it towards these larger goals, no matter who is at the helm. Thanks for listening. This series is brought to you by Cohen Resnick, a leading U.S. advisory, assurance, and tax firm with a global perspective and extensive experience in commercial real estate. As our post-pandemic world continues to take shape, Cohen Resnick believes that the industry's new normal must be one centered around trust, where investors, tenants, landlords, and communities can trust one another to find common ground while creating value and addressing risk. Visit Cohen Resnick's Resource Center at cohenresnick.com slash building trust for insights and tools to propel your business forward. Again, that's C-O-H-N-R-E-Z-N-I-C-K dot com slash building trust.